Welcome back to another episode of an Extra Dose podcast. Today we have a few topics we're going to be covering, ones that you guys personally sent in, and we're excited to cover those for you guys. Thank you guys so much for tuning in every week and for all of your support, for also sending us ideas because, let's be honest, we run out of stuff to talk about. I mean, I feel like I could always talk forever, but sometimes we want to cover what you guys truly want to hear, so we're so glad that you guys are sending those in. Sam is getting ready to head out on a trip, so she's going to share yeah, about that. So we, Taylor and I are going to Miami. Um, we were actually originally supposed to be going to Cabo, but we decided to move it to Miami for now. So I'm excited. It's supposed to be really warm. And Dallas, oh my god, the weather is so crazy here. So you guys, it's been in the in the like 60s, which is, I know, so nice for those of you guys in the East Coast or the Midwest. You're like, I hate you. But it's been the 60s. Um, we went through a period where it was like really cold and raining. But honestly, I can't complain. But then, um, so we're leaving on Sunday which this is obviously pre-recorded, so when you guys listen to this, we'll probably already be on the trip. But we're leaving on a Sunday, and so the day we were leaving, it was supposed to be like 30-something, 34, 35, I don't know. And mind you, it's been like high 50s and 60s, so it's been really mild recently. And then the forecast changed, so now it's completely reversed. It's supposed to be really nice 65 or something on the day we leave, and then it's supposed to be literally... A high of 33 or something on the days we get back, like the entire weekend we get back. So I was like joking to Tanner that I just want to stay in Miami, but I don't, I don't think we're doing that. But I wouldn't be upset about it because I, I hate the cold. So props to you guys who deal with this like nonstop because I would not, I didn't grow up in that, so it would be so hard for me. But my dad's from Boston, and let's just say he never moved back there after he moved to Texas. So, and he's like a baby about the cold, like. Compared to us, I feel like I'm a baby. He literally is like the biggest baby about the cold. And he like literally grew up in snow and cold temperatures most of the year. So anyway, I feel for all you guys. But on that note, I've been trying to pack. I don't know if you guys are like, I don't, I wouldn't say I'm a procrastinator because I'm definitely not. But I hate packing. I like despise it. I can't, well, like I cannot do it the night before because I get too much anxiety. So I have to do it a little bit in advance. But I, so I started packing already because I'm, I have a busy couple of days before we leave. So I wanted to get some of it out, knocked out. Plus, I want to plan out my cute outfits, like all my spring looks, L-E-W-K-S. <laughs> and I know when I went in January with Taylor, a lot of you guys were expecting to see a lot of outfits. But I was expecting to take outfits. But it's harder like when my sister is in there just because I'm trying to enjoy my time. But he loves taking pictures, so I, I can't complain. He'll take pictures, as many pictures of me as I want. But... We like, oh my god, this is, I think I shared this before. I'm going on a tangent, but <laughs> so when we went in January, Alexis is laughing because she remembers. But when we went in January, we brought, we bought a tripod um, at Best Buy and we were using it. I mean, we looked like idiots, but I didn't care. We put it on the chair and we, that's how we got the pictures of each other. I mean, it's really funny, but that's how we did it. And then one of you guys recognized me like later, you guys messaged me on Instagram. <laughs> And I was like kind of embarrassed because we looked like we looked like we were like super into ourselves. Like kind of are. Just, what? No. We just both like taking pictures and we're both perfectionists. So if I'm okay with the picture, then Taylor doesn't like it. And then we have to redo the whole thing. So 
I mean, I think eventually we both are just like, whatever, screw it. But we were kept trying to get this one shot. And it was like the one of him holding me. If you guys follow me, you might remember he's holding me on the beach. But that literally took there was I meant to post the bloopers. I forgot. I need to post this. But I never saw the bloopers. Oh, I need to show them to you. I mean, they're not, they're not that great. No, oh, unfortunately. That's not a blooper then. Well, OK, what's the right word? Like, like an outtake? Outtake, whatever. A video would have been hilarious because, first of all, one of them, that's what I'm telling you, for every good photo you see on Instagram, there's, like, 20 really bad ones. Like, my butt looked bad in one of them. Like, I just looked like the sun was hitting it. And I don't, I like, I at least I don't know how my butt looks like that normally. It was, like, it looked, like, ripply. I don't know what was going on. I think the sun was hitting it weird, like, reflecting off the water. And then, or at least that's what I'm telling myself. <laughs> and then... Or he was, like, holding in a certain way, and it just, like, was, like, not flattering. I should have just, you know. I'm like, can you hold it more gracefully, please? So I, I told him, I was like, you need to hold it lower down, like, <laughs> on my leg. Because it, like, it looks like, because it's, like, pushing it up. It looks really it's bad. It's so jiggly that you just. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I mean, I feel like I work out. I feel like it should be pretty firm. But anyway, we did that, and then we had to take, like, a million different photos. <laughs> and I had to, like, have it propped up on, like, a little side table on the lawn I was chair. imagining, like, a big tripod, and then you got brought home this little janky thing. Oh, like, one that stands up? Yeah. Yeah, I guess we could have gone that. But, like, oh, this one, fine. you could, like, it had little legs. You could, like, mold it. I really liked it. And then we used it. We used it for one of our Amazon Lives. So it came You guys through. need to take it with you. I know. So, anyway, um, we did that. And then, yeah, so that's the last time we were on the trip. But, anyway, I've been packing my stuff. As usual, I'm on a tangent. So if you guys know me, like, I just love to talk. But we were um, – I'm packing. Back to that. And – so some of the stuff, I always take a lot of supplements with me, and the reason being, I never know how I'm going to get, like, under the weather, not even COVID, just, like, you know, my nose, I mean, what if I catch a cold, or just, you know, I don't know if I feel under the weather. I like to make sure my immune system's really strong, so I always take, like, all my supplements, like vitamin C, zinc, all of those, but another one that I always take, and I took it with me when I went in January as well, is the Bee Soothed Cough Syrup by Beekeepers Naturals. And that one, you guys probably have heard us talk about, but we're obsessed with all of their products. They're all super natural. They have minimal ingredients, and we just love them. So they have the Bee Soothed Cough Syrup, which, as the name says, it's a cough syrup. So it's great if you have a tickle in your throat or you feel like you're um, coming down with something. It's only natural ingredients, no artificial sweeteners or anything like that, like typical cough syrups, and it tastes so good. Like, I could just drink it just for fun. But it's so good. It's really good for you because it has elderberry in it and other things like chocolate mushroom and bee propolis so it's super great for you and you can even give it to your kids for yourself obviously I don't have kids but I take it myself but they would love it also they also have their propolis throat spray which we use every time every day but especially when I'm traveling it's just a couple sprays in your mouth and then it has only three simple ingredients so both of these products are great for immunity so if you're traveling or if you're at home it's great you know flu season obviously other things so you want to make sure your immune system is on point and then of course we also use their bee powered honey and their bee pollen i always put the bee pollen those are like the little golden little um kind of like they're kind of like nibs that i put on my blueberries or in smoothies and they're great for immunity and they're also really they have a lot of protein in them for like per gram so if you guys want to try out any of their products you can go to beekeepersnaturals.com slash double dose d-o-u-b-l-e d-o-s-e for 15 percent off everything on their site and thank you to them for sponsoring this episode 
Okay, so first topic that you guys requested, I had a reader send in a message on Instagram, which is where you guys can always message us at Alexis.BellBell or at Samantha Bellbell. That's B as in boy, E-L, B as in boy, E-L. I know that's kind of confusing, but she, one of you guys sent in, obviously it was a girl because I feel like most of you guys are females, but maybe you're a male, who knows. But she, her topic suggestion was this, just thought of a podcast topic idea um, I would love to know how you guys left your corporate job to pursue your blog. What ultimately made you leave the job and how did you know that corporate job wasn't serving you? I'm in a job right now that I know I'm not exactly happy in. I would love to hear both of your perspectives. Okay, so let's just recap if you guys are new here or maybe you didn't listen to our one of our previous like really early episodes. We talked about how our introduction and how Maybe we, I don't know. I think, I feel like we did. Anyway, we had, we were, we moved to Dallas seven and a half years ago. We worked, um, we majored in information systems and we both majored in the same thing, of course, because we're twins. But out of college, we both interviewed and we both got different jobs at Ernst Young, which is a big four accounting for, firm all over the world. And I was working, Alexis is speaking right now. I was working at, um, I was working in IT auditing. That was my job. I interned there out of college the summer before my senior year. And Sam was doing fraud investigation in another department. So we both were doing different things, different sides of the company. But we both got an internship with them in summer of 2012. So we, we came here for the summer. It was our first time being in Dallas, basically. And we interned here for two months. And we loved Dallas. The job was, you know, it was a great job. We had fun. But of course, like any internship, they make it way more fun than it is to get you, I mean, because that's not only real life. So we we finished the internship, we both got offered full-time offers, and this is back in 2012, and we started our senior year of college, and we accepted the offers, and we had planned to move here in the summer of 2013. So we graduated college, and then... We both moved to Dallas um, in late August. We extended our we extended our uh, college vacation as much as we could, and we were fortunate that we could push it off that long. So we moved here in August and to Dallas, and we started our corporate job at Ernst Young. I think Sam started like a week or two before me, and then yeah, I started. She got to hang out. I started. Week. I mean, it was like a week later, but anyway, we both. So we so and long story short. We did, I did my job in IT auditing for a year, Sam did hers for a year, and during that job, um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with IT auditing or anything IT related, but it is very technical, not that I didn't know, I mean, my degree was in that, but like any other degree, maybe you're not really using those, like my degree, if you guys aren't familiar with that, is it's a lot of how business and technology work together. Um, I remember I loved the first few classes of my uh, major, but after that, I wasn't really into all the coding and programming that was involved. Database coding, it was just very technical and very, um, I don't even know the word, it was just very technical and very nerdy. Great skills to have, but I just didn't love that part, but I got through it. And then my, my, my actual job was not really related to that. It was more auditing different company systems and their IT systems and their security controls. So um, it, I know people say auditing or they think of big four, they think I'm doing tax or something like that, uh, accounting, but I didn't do any of those things. And neither did Samantha, she did. 
a lot of fraud, like they would image computers for fraud and stuff. So hers sounded a little bit cooler than mine. But the pros at my job were that obviously it was a great company. It was a great job out of school. And I had, you know, I was working with really smart people and people that, you know, were successful. I just personally, I did the things I didn't love about it were that I didn't have a lot of human interaction. Um, obviously, I was the very bottom of the, of the totem pole because I was 22 years old. But I just didn't love, I wasn't really excited about what I was doing every day. I felt kind of like I was just going through the motions, but I was just kind of bored. I would do what I needed to do and I did a good job, but I wasn't really driven. I remember I would get up at 5 in the morning. I'd get up at 4.45 every morning to work out before work and I was more, I was happy. Like I would get up. I was, I didn't care that it was early. I was excited to go to work. I mean, to go to work out. But the second, and then I'd come home and eat my breakfast. But once I had to go to work, that's when my whole mood changed. I was extremely depressed. I didn't, I was so, I didn't want to go to work. I dreaded going. I hated going to work and I couldn't wait to leave every day. And I know, and it sounds bad, but it was only a year and I was miserable. I hated it. I just, every day I would get, I, I think it's also who you're working with and I'm not trying to throw anyone under the bus, but I just didn't love the people I was working with at times. Some of them just like live to work and I mean, I do that now, but it's different. It's a different type of job. Like I set my own hours. And at that point, if you're working with someone who's negative or you just don't love the people you're working with, it makes it very complicated if you're working on teams, which I was doing a lot. And I know Sam had the same experience. So long story short, I did not. I was miserable at my job and I didn't really know what I was going to do. So we, I think probably like five or six months in, you know, we knew that we were just kind of like, we didn't want to do it. And I was, I mean, Sam was more depressed than I was, I think. I mean, we were both pretty miserable, but yeah, the traveling really was, hard she was traveling me. a lot. I was driving around all over Dallas and DFW and Fort Worth, but at least I was at my house at the yeah, end of the day. The traveling was horrible. I mean, some people like consulting. I, mean, I know no one's really doing it right know. now. For but me, I just felt really lonely. Like for me, the reality was I was in a hotel room by myself. I love to like work out and eat healthy then. And I mean, nothing against the people I was working with. They just didn't have common interests with me. So I was the only one that liked to eat healthy and liked to get up and work out. So I felt kind of like the black sheep kind of because everyone wanted to like go drink and like eat really badly. Um, like the typical, you know, like normal corporate America. And I just didn't fit into that. So I would travel Monday through Thursday or Monday through Friday usually. And I literally would come back in time to just do my laundry for the next week. And, like, I had literally just moved into this house. And I just felt really isolated. And I never wanted to travel in the, in, from the beginning. I know some people love it. For me, I just wanted to, like, make a home here where I just moved. Like, I literally had just moved to Dallas, like, a couple weeks before that. And I had just bought our house. Like, I just – I had literally just done all this. So I hadn't had time to make my home – like, my house a home. So that was kind of – I felt like I was being ripped out and I didn't get to, like – get settled so I just kind of always felt uneasy I felt like when I'd come back here I feel like I was like a visitor in my own house in my own city because I wasn't really here so I just was like I couldn't wait to get back here so I know some people love it I mean I got a lot of hotel points and airline points but at the end of the day it like was not for me I did not like that part so once I was back in Dallas it was definitely better but I definitely but have. This, I feel for you guys yeah. who are miserable at your job because it's definitely not a way to live and a way to be. It's not something that you should just settle on. Like, I get it. If you have loans to pay off, you have expenses, you have a family, it's really hard to make that jump and say, okay, I'm going to try something else. But I will say that your happiness is worth more than anything else in your life. And I know, you know, I was young at the time. I was 20, 23, and I didn't have responsibilities other than a mortgage. So I it was easier for me to make that jump. But 
I will say that your happiness, like I said, it matters more than anything else. And that's what always what my mom, our mom had instilled in us. So I would say there wasn't really like, I didn't have like a clear line of like, oh, I'm going to leave. But I will say that Sam and I had a lot of discussions. I can't even remember like, it was so long ago, but I remember being miserable every day. And I remember thinking to myself, I have to do something else. I literally thought, I was like, I'll, I was looking at PR jobs, um, just being human resources or recruiting. But I honestly just wanted to leave that company. I didn't want to yeah, be there. Yeah, and was nothing against it. I think I would have been like that at any, like yeah. any kind of setting like that. I just felt like I have like, not I could do that job very well. I just have a personality where I'm like super driven. I can, um, like I... I can work 24-7 if it's, like, my – I'm, like, I will – if I have a goal, I will work till, till all ends to do, get it done. And there's some people that they just – they feel content going to work, and there's nothing wrong with it. There's absolutely nothing wrong with it. It's just a, it's just different personalities. You like to go to work. You like to have set hours, which that's definitely a positive. You come home. You get to brush your hands off, and that's it. You don't have to toss – you know, that's it. You get it. Your mind's at ease. You don't have, for the most part, you don't have to think about it. It's, you cut ties. It's someone else's responsibility after you leave. But I just like, I want to, I just had this burning desire. Like you probably hear a lot of entrepreneurs, like they just had like a burning, I want it is inside. You just feel like you have, like, I just wanted to do more. So, and I felt kind of dead inside. Like when I, when I was there, even though I was only there for a short period of time, I just felt like, like, I, I don't know, like just dead. I didn't feel any alive at all. I just had no spunk. I just felt like bleh all the time I'd go to work I mean this is probably too much information but we're all about being real I would go I would drive to work every morning and I'd be crying every every morning and that was I mean it was worse than I was traveling but when I got back when I was here I would not at the very beginning of work but probably by like six months in I, every day I'd call my mom and I'd be crying about it I I like hated my life so I I mean, it and again it sounds like so bad. No, and again, it's no, no, no. But I would like make up excuse. I'd be like, I gotta go take my dog. I we didn't have a dog. I'd be like, I need to go get my car fixed. Like I would just wanted to get home at a normal time. I didn't want to get home at like eight p.m. So I'd be like, I have to take my car before they close. I mean, sometimes it was true, but other times I would, I, mean, I would do it like once a month or something. I try to do something because I really just did not want to be there. Yeah, but I mean, and I was fine. Like the thing was, I would do the work. I would just she, she to be would at come home. home. She I would come home, home, and like I, I was, I was a course. I would, I would have worked till midnight if they wanted me to do that. Just as long as I was like at my house. But I mean, I think that's kind of you know with that's the positive and negative to corporate America. I mean, there's a lot of structure. There's a lot, and, and I know why they have them in place because they have employees who just will do the opposite if they tell them to do one thing. Most people would go home before COVID and not do anything, which now that's kind of become a regular thing to work from home. But at the time, my particular job, even though we were at the same company, it had no like there was no flexibility whatsoever. Like even if I did a perfect job, my particular job they just it wasn't allowed i wonder what they're doing right now because of covid i mean they have to probably work from home but i so that's changed i mean this was this was this was seven years ago almost eight years ago so i mean things have changed and again i don't think i mean i know i have so many of my peers do corporate america and there's obviously nothing wrong with it if you love it and or you just you know the one thing i have to say that i don't i don't like the mentality of you gotta put in your time because I don't really believe that's a thing. I think it's a thing. Like if you graduate, like I graduated college and I, if I had a younger sibling, I mean, there's a lot of people that do what I do and they don't, they didn't have a, corp- a corporate job. But 
I think there's something to be said about no matter what you're doing, if you want to be self-employed, if you want to do whatever, I think there's nothing greater than trying something out and having a job in corporate America that you can compare it to. Because honestly, when I'm having a rough day, I just like remember like how I used to feel then. And I'm like, there's, I mean, and again, someone who worked, I had plenty of people that I worked with that loved, they liked their job. They, they liked it. Or I mean, they seemed like they liked it and they had no problems with it. So I mean, it was just me. That's what I'm saying. I don't, it wasn't my, the job necessarily, but I can thrive without structure. Like I, I can make structure for myself, which most people can't. So I think I mean, it's let's all, but let's backtrack yeah. go back to like we didn't we didn't finish what, oh. what we did. Okay. Okay. So um we read that jobs and I decided about five or six months in, I was like, I don't want to do this forever. So we always we loved working out. I was like, okay, we could just become personal trainers. We could get our certification. We could just become. <laughs> well, we could get our certification and work towards that and we could leave our job and we could grow our business and we could get clients and make the same money. So that's what we did. We got we did all we did all that stuff. And we started posting on Instagram. I didn't have an Instagram really like now that I do now, but I started posting like workouts and stuff and put hashtags like Dallas personal trainer or something like that. And we got our first client through Instagram and she's, you know, she's, she was an amazing, or she still is, but she was an amazing client. And, uh, I mean, we're not training her any longer. I, I guess that's what it was. Well, I mean, like she's an amazing person. She's sorry. an amazing person, period. But she was an amazing She's a former client. client. Yeah. And she was, okay, whatever. <laughs> She was amazing, uh, and we were so grateful to have her. We were still training her while we would go to work, and then we'd train her at night, and we would take turns, and we started building up our clients, and we left our job. So then while we were still DY, we went and printed all these flyers out, and we also made prepared meals too. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe we did all this. And But literally, like if you're in that situation, you will do – you should do whatever it takes to succeed. So we would print all these flyers, and then we'd go put them – we'd go to – Different no, apartment. we didn't do that till after we left our job. I thought. No, we were still at our job. Oh, we would. We ever printed them out at the office. Yeah, but that was like the. I think that was when. We were, <laughs> I <laughs> Well, we sound like such brats at work. We're like, um, we were. I like, was already I, okay. I already put my no, two weeks we, notice in. So. No, I don't think I, okay, I didn't give me any work. Clarify, we were like great employees. I was, but I didn't have any more work to do at this point. I was just Alexis going to the office. acting like we were like the worst employees. No, no, like, we came. I worked. No, I worked really hard, but once they knew I was leaving, I think they didn't want to give me any more work to do. Well, most people just get rid of you. They made me. They stay were nice around. enough to stay around. <laughs> well, they told it. I mean, yeah, I don't I mean, know. Anyway, we so we went to the office, and that's what I'm saying. I didn't have work to do. I had to just sit there, so I print out stuff. Right? I, <laughs> I think I had stuff to do. I think you didn't have anything to do. Anyway, I print out the flyers. We went on the weekends. Let me make clear: we went on the weekends, not during work. And we went to all these apartment buildings all around the neighborhood and around Dallas. I mean, put these flyers up. Now I'd be like, no. I'd be like, no. Someone else can do that. I'd be too embarrassed to do that now. I think I was embarrassed, but I did the work I had to do. Yeah, we probably fought as we were going into the building. We probably fought who I did that. So we did that. We got clients, and then we made the prepared meals, and... That's what we did. We left our job. We just kept hustling. We left our job, and we did that for, like, seven months. Well, before that, let me... Before that, when Alexis is saying, okay... Two things that advice I want to take away, or we can just do like a final list at the end. But two things are: don't just. I mean, I know if you hate your job and you want to, you want to get out. I get it. I, you know, I, I felt that way. But it needs to be done in a responsible way. So you need to have a plan. Number one, you need to have a plan, and you need to figure out kind of a timeline of how you want to do a goals of where you want to get within through that timeline. Where you want to be in like a month, two months, three months down the road, and do this while you're at your other job. I mean, I know it's probably not 
uh, right for you to be having another job while you work that job. But you could start your side hustle at home, whatever that is, and kind of see if it's going to go into it produce you any kind of income I mean you don't want to leave your job and then have no money in your account so that's the second tip is make sure you're saving as much as you can like a lot of money as much as you can don't be go out shopping while you want to want to leave your job we literally when we worked at that, our corporate job I don't think I spent that much money that entire year I saved so much I saved, I saved. and trust me we needed the money and say, yeah. yeah when we left I mean it was dwindling down we were making money but when you start off you don't have clients like you just don't you have like I mean we had that and then like we didn't have the Instagram we have now so we weren't making money off that it was like nothing and we were literally living off the, the training and for a while, you're not, I mean, you're not making a stable income like you were before. So we had to rely on all that saved money. And even then, we definitely got to points where I was reading one of my journals where we you ran out of money. So yeah. it's not like all I started it. crying reading it because he found this old journal entry that Sam had written about how she was like, didn't know what she was going to do. She, you know, we were running out of money. And I mean, it was like really hard to read. I mean, I was, I was like crying. And we both started it. crying. I was like so emotional. But anyway, so here are some tips on things to think about when you are thinking about leaving a job that you don't like. So first thing, like Sam was saying, reflect on the job. Really take time and make a list of things that you don't like about it. Maybe there's things that you can maybe create a solution for. They may not be deal breakers at your job. Uh, I'm not trying to negate it, but trust me, we thought about our job long and hard before we made this well, decision. Well, that's on that note. I think if I had more flexibility, yeah. I would have stayed longer. Okay, so... Basically, so think about think yeah. about the things that you don't like, and think about if there's any solutions or anyone you could talk to to maybe revise it a little bit. Um, like Sam was saying, also prepare to leave before you quit. Try to think about you know you want to make sure you have something else lined up. Don't just leave unless you know unless you're starting your own thing. But if you're gonna switch companies or something, make sure you've like lined have something lined up. Are you have money saved up? Really plan, update your re- resume, update your LinkedIn. Um, and just, you know, make sure you have everything lined up because you don't want to be sitting there twiddling your thumbs like I should have done this earlier. Uh, obviously, if you do decide to do that, you need to inform your employer. I know we, um, I think I sent it's an like email. It's like a courtesy. You I don't sent, have to do that, but two weeks. Oh, okay. Send, send uh, I think I sent an email or we had a call or something like that and I talked to my manager. No, I had to meet with him in person, which no, is so awkward. I didn't. I, mm. was, I think he was out of town or something. Um. Obviously, you want to leave on good terms. You never know what's going to happen. Just, you know, explain that you're leaving and say, you know, you're looking for different opportunities. You're looking for something else. I think I was just honest and said I my passions are Yeah, we else. weren't going to a competitor. Yeah, so I was okay. doing my own thing. And they're like, okay, you're going to be a personal trainer? Okay. I mean, they're they were like, supportive, they're but they're like, like, what are you, they're like, what are you they're doing? They're like, good luck with that. Um, and we gave two weeks notice, like Sam said. Um, I, it's a standard rule. I mean, I don't know if you. Some companies don't require it's not you. A requirement for everyone. But um, you can check. It's like with, a you can check with your human resources department at your company to see what the protocol is. Um, I think, like Sam was saying, it's a good protocol to tell your boss in person. I mean, I think I had said I sent an email to set up a call, and he was or like a meeting, and he was out of town. So you got lucky. I got lucky. Um, obviously, keep it positive. Don't say anything too negative. Um, you want to always leave the door open in case anything happens. You don't need to give too many reasons. That's like another thing that I'm going to go into. But I know I'm learning this in business school that you don't have like you're not required to give like certain yeah, and then be as when, short as you yeah. can. And when they fire you too, like they don't have. I think there's certain rules with that as well. Um, write a resignation letter. Um, I don't know if you. No, have, we did. Yeah, you have to formally do that. I think you just send a copy. Um, Say goodbye to coworkers. I mean, that's optional, but you don't have to. <laughs> Some um, of them you might not want to. Yeah. So 
I think my, 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 the main takeaways would be really evaluate your situation. But again, don't be scared. If you don't have, I mean, even if you have a family and stuff, I think it's okay to communicate that with your spouse or your partner and your family and really make an educated decision. But I do think that my main takeaway is that there's never like the right quote, right time. Um, I mean, we left when we were young, obviously, and it's easier to do so, but also, we struggled a lot. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be like, so I'm going to sugarcoat it. I mean, we left and we went through that money pretty quickly. We'd saved up and I was having a, I was really panicking for a while in like 2014 because I was like, I was like, we did the personal, I was doubting it. We did the personal training and I was not, I still wasn't very happy. I mean, yes, the hours were better. I did my own thing, but I'm not the hours. The thing was better, but the hours were still very not flexible and you're on people's schedule, which is okay. But I decided that I didn't really want to be ter- do personal training. Full I just time. think we weren't like super passionate. I wasn't. Anymore. I started doing that. And I was like, wait, maybe this isn't what I want to do. So we really had a moment where we were like, well, now what do we do? And that's when I think well, we could have always gone back to yeah, the job. And right? I, but I didn't want to. I mean, yeah, now not if they listen to this. <laughs> They're like, those, <laughs> those you know what? Yeah. yeah. But um, long story short, we had. I think we talked about this in another episode, but we launched a food product, um, and we also started our blog back in 2015. So. It really takes time, and we've been doing this for five and a half years now. And you, is it five or six? I don't even know. We started in 2015. We're coming up on our sixth year. Okay. So, five and a half years, and people always message me, like, how long does it take to get to your point? I mean, it doesn't, I'm not saying it takes five and a half years because people have, you know, have surpassed that, but I will say it takes a lot of time. And whatever you see on Instagram, it takes way more. No matter than you what think. job, you're, it, yeah. not even if you're not an influencer or a brand, you have a food product yeah. or a brand. It takes like before you know them like well enough, they've gone through years of struggling and not having any money and not knowing what they were doing, not knowing where to start, and probably having a lot of breakdowns. So that's just something to keep in mind if you're struggling. Like for every one of the, like for every one of you guys struggling, there's a million people, heads of corporations or CEOs of companies or people who started something that had these many breakdowns, like probably in a week. So it's just you have to keep that in mind. It's everyone goes through it, and and if you're a very successful person, I can guarantee you they've gone through stuff inside that may you might may or not may not have seen. So that's just something to keep in mind. It's not easy. But obviously, if you guys know our story, we probably have talked about it before. We kind of jumped around, but we did the training, personal training. Then we had a food product. And then when we had the food products, the waffles, which we've referenced in another episode, we also were started blogging. Kind of, we started, I wouldn't say it's blogging. We started posting stuff on Instagram, our outfits, because we always, like, in high school, we got best dress. We just, we always loved like putting outfits together not just clothes but like putting looks together so we were just like okay you know what when we when we used to post our workout outfits like for personal training people would always ask about the outfits we're like okay we'll just like post them on instagram so we literally started obviously with zero followers and we built it up and obviously this was back when instagram was chronological which helps and um yeah it took off from there but with a lot of hard work sweat and tears that yeah. you can't underestimate that. It looks like it's just so easy, but trust me, it's not. But yeah, I would see, like Alexa said, make a pro and con list. I think that always helps in any situation that you're like, it's a difficult situation. Really weigh what the pros and the cons are. If there's more cons, then start making a plan. If there's more pros, then stick with it. I mean, no job's going to be easy. Nothing's, nothing's going to be great and amazing. I mean, we're grateful we have this job, but not everything's going to be like, you know, the best. There's negative negatives to everything so 
on that note, we're going to transition to another request by one of you guys. And her request was, she wrote in and she asked, um, it's not related to our blog, but do you have any financial tips for investing and can we share our experiences? So we'll preface with the fact that we are not financial experts. Um, we have someone that helps us, not helps us, someone that manages um, our investments for us. But we also have, because we run, obviously we have our business, we are employed, like we have a business and we, both of us are the employees. So we kind of have a little bit of experience with small business and um, I definitely had to like research a little bit. So let me just, any of you, any of you guys that are, you know, in finance, um, I might not be saying things right, but I'm hoping to get just the basics out because it's not my expertise and neither. neither I know like nothing about and it. We both, I wasn't very good at finance class either. And <laughs> <laughs> in business call, school and wasn't college. Wasn't there like a financial, like a planning class? Yeah, I took that class too. And I, I, was, I like did that pass fail, so I really didn't learn anything. That was one class I did pass fail too, and I, I kind of didn't take it seriously. You studied for it more than I did. Yeah, because I, I was worried I was going to fail it. <laughs> or maybe I did it for a grade. I think I did do it for a grade. That was the problem. I did do it Mistake. for a grade. So what can but, you teach us? But regular fine, I don't remember. Any, I wasn't good at it then either. But regular finance, I wasn't good at either. So, um, oh, please. So we're going to share a few tips, um, kind of related to like our age group, millennial. But this can apply to anyone. Obviously, millennial, you're younger. But if you guys are in the older age group, obviously this can still apply to you. You just have a little bit less time, but it still works really well. So basically, some questions kind of like FAQs to these. So number one, all about investing. So obviously you guys know investing is basically you're doing it to obviously increase, you know, increase your money. That's what it is. So there's different ways to go about it. Um, number one question is if you have, like, should you start investing if you don't have like an emergency fund set up? Basically you don't have like extra cash that you're going to use for like a rainy day or if you have some kind of emergency. So I would say, and also probably experts would say, you probably want to make sure you have money saved up a little bit first. It doesn't have to be like a huge sum of money. But some of them are saying like $1,000. It could be more. But you don't want to use like everything that you have left in your savings account to, and your checking account to go towards investment. Obviously, investment is investing is great. But you want to make sure that if all else fails, you're not going to have to like somehow get back into that money. Because the way I use investing, it's for money that I'm not going to like. Well, I'll go into it. There's short term and long term. But the way one of the investments that I do is not. So I don't I don't usually I put the money away not to touch it. It's literally just to grow. So they are saying, you know, you want to make sure you have like a little bit of money saved up for the emergency fund before you invest. And another thing is if you guys have debt, should you be investing? And there, I mean, some people say yes, some people will say no. I personally feel like, I mean, I didn't have, I was really great, grateful and blessed that I didn't have student loans. And I didn't have credit card loans because I just, I don't use my credit cards that way. But if you do, I mean, you really want to work towards paying those off because it's a, I can imagine it's a huge, um, like thing on your shoulders, burden. I can't, burden on your shoulders and I can't think of the word. Thank you. Um, so you want to make sure like pay off, you guys probably know this, but pay off the smallest ones first so that you can get this out of the way so you don't have so many loans hanging over you and then try to find a way to pay off the bigger ones as quick as you can, but quickly as you can. But it's, I, if you guys work for a company, I definitely recommend doing a 401k because that's basically when you're putting money away um, at your employer, it, they're um, deducting it 
I think that's the one you're deducting for the paycheck. I could be wrong. There's IRA. Yeah, I think so. Okay, there's I there's an IRA and there's a 401k, but I think IRA is the one that's not through your your company. So 401k would be if you're employed and they offer that, you would be deducting um, money from your paycheck every month or whatever every paycheck, and it will go into this for, uh, account, and it'll obviously keep growing. And then and when you if you some companies offer matching, which means you should always try to do that because you're basically getting, in quote, free money because the company will match, um, based on your income, they'll match a certain percentage of everything in your 401k. So they're adding in free money basically to your account. So why not? So I think it's really important to do that. And again, I'm sorry if I'm botching a little bit of it. I could be wrong on some of these, but this is just a general overview of this because this is past my expertise. But um but so you want to do that. We did that when we worked at our corporate job and it helped so much because you, I always think it's so, a lot better when you don't see the money being like, you don't have to physically go put the money away because what happens at the end of the month is let's say you say you decide to wait, like, okay, every month I'm going to spend, I'm going to, I'm going to save $500 to invest, but you might get lazy and at the end of the month, you just want to like go hang out with your friends or go buy a new purse or something. And that money is being used towards shopping. So I feel like it's always better if you basically are paying yourself first in the sense that you're paying that account first before you ever see that money. That way you just get used to that same money being deposited in your account, in that savings account or the, the investment account. And then also the same amount of money every paycheck getting deposited as opposed to you having to physically go take money out because that's really hard to do. Like, like the willpower is hard. So it's really great to do those. So 401k, I think that's important. If you if you work in an employer and you have that option, I say that's number one on the list to do. We did that at, at our corporate job and we actually do that now. Um, as a small business, we both do that and then we match it. So we do that as well. And then um, I'm trying to think what else. How early should you start investing? Um I think that, I mean, it's never really too early to start investing. I mean, we started doing it in our 20s, but 20s and 30s is great. I mean, it'll grow so much by the time of your retirement age. It's so great, like, not to have to worry about having to figure out if you can retire and do all of that, especially if you have kids and everything else into the mix. It just helps. It You have longer times to um, let it grow. So um, obviously, you know, st the stock market can go up and down, but as a rule of thumb, you know, you're going to make money off of it. So how much money do you need to invest? Um, I mean, you don't have to have a large sum of money. It could be something really small every paycheck or every couple of weeks or whatever you want to do. But just getting something in there is what's important. So like I was saying, um, there's 401k accounts if you're at work. That's that's for retirement, by the way. If you guys don't know what that is, it's a retirement plan um, at work. And then um, if you want to do a retirement plan on your own, those would be the individual retirement account, which is the Roth IRA. So those there's different ones. There's traditional. Um, there's a Roth IRA. And um, then there's a brokerage account. So um, we use kind of, a, so for us personally, you guys were asking, well, this reader was asking, we use a combination of, um, we have a 401k and then we have, um, traditional like brokerage accounts. And for those, we have someone that manages those for us. I mean, I know like Taylor's really like, he's recently gone really into the stock market. 
Um, just like, you know, guys like having like to have fun with that, but I have no idea what I'm doing. So we have someone that we use and if you guys want the information, you guys can message us, um, and we can get it to you. I'm not sure like if he has like what his stipulations are, but he's been amazing. I actually found them through my parents. They recommended him cause I had no idea where to go and he's been really great. So, um, he's, he's not in Dallas, but he's like, he answers his, he's really on top of his emails and he's been amazing. So usually a lot of those people, they take like a percentage of, I mean, every person, every person works differently. They either have a fee or they take a percentage. But I mean, for me, like I'm so busy and I have no idea what I'm doing that I'd rather just have someone handle it for me. And, um, so we do that and they basically, it's very important to diversify, um, that's it. I feel like that's the best thing. I do remember that from finance. So they kind of know everything how to do all that. They handle everything. So that's kind of like if you do stocks or funds or what bonds, anything like that, they kind of, they handle that all for me. I don't do that. So, but I mean, you can do it by yourself. I mean, there's a lot of websites and we'll go into that, which help, but, um, yeah, that's kind of what we do. I don't know if I didn't miss the Alexis. I think he did a good job. But I was going to say some of the places that you can use, are acorns and i know taylor uses that i'm pretty sure that's the one that it can you can deduct a certain amount that you save um like it'll act uh, automatically pull stuff out of your account like i was saying and that could be that's not for retirement i don't think that's just like for just to regularly just like an investment account and there's, there's one also, called td ameritrade which i've heard of i've seen the commercials sofi ameritrade Ameri- I, Zach's trade and then Robin, Robin. Hood, which I feel like's been in the news a yeah. lot. Yeah, there's also um, other um, like if you're doing depending on if you're doing like short term or long term investment. All the ones we were talking about were long term investment, but there's also it could be short term investing like for a house or a car or a, like a like a bigger purchase. And you could instead of having the money in your account, what you could do is you could um, put them into um, a, an online high interest savings account, so they'll earn more interest than like your bank account. And um, I've heard of like Chime and there's like different places like that. So you could put them into money like that. There's also certificate of deposit accounts, which are CD ladders. You guys might have heard of CD. So that's basically you'll buy a certificate of deposit from your bank and you will lock in a higher interest rate. So that means you'll earn more money, um, obviously, within that period. The only downside is to usually your money is locked up into that for a certain amount of time. But and you're not like you would have to pay a fee to get it out. So it's more like if you're not going to touch it. But you could also do what they call a CD ladder, which means you put them in at different times, like each CD at a different time so that they will kind of mature at different times. You can take them out at different times. So um, that way, um, yeah, they won't be all at the same time, if that makes sense. But um, those are kind of other ways. And there's like ones for um, different places, free CD accounts, Discover um ally i know i've seen commercials for all these and then you could do obviously long term what i was talking about which would be the 401k or the roth ira so hopefully that kind of makes sense hopefully i didn't mess that up too much bottom line is start early when you can even if it's just a couple our dad taught us that yeah like really try to save everything and try to invest with it because you make money on your money so that's i think that's our best tip and we definitely seen results from it so Better to start. I mean, we're 29 and we started a while ago. So start as early as you can. Okay, we're going to finish all the favorites for this week. And we're sharing two things that we pack, that we always pack, wellness supplements that we always have with us. So Sam's going to share hers first. Mine is the Oxy Powder from Global Healing. And I'm obsessed with it. I've been using it for a few, 
I know over a year at least. And I know I shared it on my Instagram and a lot of you guys have purchased it. So I'm so glad that you guys have been trying it out and you guys love it. So I'm so glad that like makes me happy. I don't even care about anything else. I just, I'm glad that it helps you guys out. So basically what it is, is it's a very gentle intestinal cleanser. I know that sounds like kind of scary, but it's not. I literally just take four pills at night and the bottle says you can take them like once a week when you're feeling bloated, when you've had like a heavy meal, you just feel like you need it, you need to do a cleanse, but it's gentle enough that you can do it every day if you wanted to. That's what I do just to stay regular, but you won't make you feel like a laxative or you feel like horrible. It won't, it should make you feel like that. It's not, you, your body will not get dependent on it um, because like, like a stool softener or laxative. So um, it gently cleanses with the power of oxygen and it's, yeah, like it's not like where you're going to feel uncomfortable, but it really cleanses you It um, and it makes you like your bloat go down. It makes you just feel like, I don't know, so much more peppy because you don't feel like so heavy with everything. All this stuff not staying regular because it, I mean, it happens to the best of us. So I use it. It's all natural, non-GMO, gluten-free, um, vegan. I don't know what else to say. It's really good. Nothing artificial. Yeah, and we love all. Global we love them. We use all their products. So you gave your code. and then we'll put our I'll, we'll put our codes in the show notes. But my code is Samantha, just my name, and that'll give you fifteen percent off. And we'll put the direct link in the show notes, or you can just go to Global Healing, or I probably have it in my story highlights under supplements as well. Okay, and the other one is one that we mentioned earlier in the episode. Samantha talked about it, and it's Beekeepers Naturals Bee Suit Cough Syrup. We absolutely love it and it has saved me so many times when I've been having like an itchy throat or just feeling kind of under the weather. We love it because it's all natural. It has pure buckwheat honey, elderberry, chaga mushroom, bee propolis, and olive leaf extract. It doesn't have any dyes, dirty chemicals, or refined sugars, which is what you'll find in most of the conventional ones in the store or online. And that's a no-no for us. We don't. We try to keep everything natural as natural as we can. It actually tastes so good, and um, it doesn't get have anything artificial in it. And it just has like natural honey flavor, so it's just like so good and it's great for you so we also love not only that we love their propolis throat spray it's great to just spray every day to keep your immunity up and to stay feeling your best and they also have their bee pollen and their honey we, we use all of these on a daily basis you definitely want to get some and the the throat spray and the cough syrup are great to take on the go or just every day wherever you are so if you guys want to try them, you can go to beekeepersnaturals.com slash double dose. That's D-O-U-B-L-E-D-O-S-E for 15% off your whole purchase. And uh, thank you to them for sponsoring this episode. So that is all we have for this episode. And thank you guys so much for tuning in. As always, we so, so, so appreciate you guys listening and staying with us and following along. We love you guys. You guys are like our besties, really. I talk to you guys all the time on Instagram, and I love you guys so much. And we truly are. We don't say it enough, but we're so grateful for you guys for letting us. We talked about this whole episode about our job and our career, and none of this would be possible without you guys. So thank you again for being so loyal and being supportive all over the years.